podcast where we make your thesaurus irrelevant i'm your host ava and when i'm done with you they're gonna need a paleontologist to put you back together i am joined by my co-host michelle hi there and this week we have a very special guest luke i any show that starts with an open threat to the audience is good as far as i'm concerned (laughs) i like the rules the rules of this podcast are simple we take a pair of synonyms such as box and crate and then we rewrite their definitions to be unique. I won't be reading any definitions from the dictionary because everyone has to fight with what they've what they've brought with them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to watch words wage gladiatorial combat? I, I, no, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. Our first pair of words this week are the adjectives choosy and picky. Okay. Okay. Synonyms fight. I'm always interested in hearing our guests' initial thoughts. Yeah. So Luke, have you listened to the show? I have sure haven't, and show? I'm really regretting <laughs> that in this moment. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. I, I feel should completely listen to an episode before I guess so I know how this works. And oh, instead, I just played more video games. <laughs> no, listen. It's it's pretty simple. We're just going to argue about it. All right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. There's We're just no. Gonna fight. There's no form. There's no formality. There's just chaos so you should be good mm-hmm. all right well i the first thought i had was that it sounds to me you know obviously these are both synonyms for for a different word but it sounds like you took the word chicken and kind of split it up because you have the ch in choosy <laughs> and the the ick in picky i guess we've oh, got to find wow. that n somewhere but i i feel like we need to figure out what parts of the chicken each word represents and that can lead you down a path to their definitions Wow, Luke, I can't mm. believe it, but you're really good at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a guest say something that abstract before. <laughs> I dig it. Okay, so the do, do we imagine that chicken starts like the face is the ch and the phone goes silent? <laughs> to me, if ch- I'm trying to label a diagram of a chicken the with the words choosy and picky, choosy feels like like the gobble area mm. do, do chickens have gobbles i guess they don't that's a turkey the gobble, thing you know, you no, mean, they, they do you mean the waddle they got like a, a, yeah. a rooster comb you know maybe that part that yeah, i think they also got a little bit of waddle sometimes sure they face me yeah that's just feathers on their on their chins not waddle is it do they not have waddles because i'm trying to think of, i think they don't no yeah they got cheeks they got like chicken cheeks yeah the little red hangy bits. But what I'm thinking is, when you say choosy, I'm thinking I'm thinking all that fancy stuff by the head. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking all picky, of the loose meat hanging off of a chicken's face. But when I'm thinking picky, I'm thinking the chicken pickings. Nope. Like the meat you want. Oh, interesting. See, I was thinking more like the, the talons, but I see where you're coming from. Oh, like they're doing the picking. Right, right. But no, but I, I, was I, think, thinking, I think I like the idea that that's that luscious thigh meat. Yeah, you're getting the pickings. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm afraid to say that I have no idea what you guys are on about. Can you explain <laughs> your reasoning? Okay, so I think we're already done with this one. P- 
picky means the good parts of a chicken. Well, but they're adjectives, so I feel like we need to. I feel like we need to extrapolate from there to turn them into descriptive terms. Yes, picky is meaty. I think if someone is choosy, that means they have like big jowls, like a like a Richard Nixon type. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just look at them there, choosy. Just, <laughs> I like Luke is like we're trying to just argue about words, and Luke's over here playing Dictionarium. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand the terms of the game. <laughs> we're writing. We're using what we think those words mean, right? Like for our personal experience. So, like for bucket. Oh, I the see. The definition is cylindrical holder made of any non-metal materials that can encompass a food item, uh-huh. and pail is a metal cylindrical holder of not food. Can right. I just say, though, Luke's approach to this completely <laughs> threw me off my game. I'm just saying, I think burn it might down be the, the entire speedboat and build a new one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, we have an entry on this list for orgy that means a group of pufferfish. Like, we don't have to respect any of these dumb <laughs> books with words in them. Did, are we seriously, what? Yeah, if you go Is this more animal down, group so... names? Entry 120 is an orgy. Of pufferfish. It's, it's in the Bible. Linked it in the Discord. Oh. The T-Rect Bible. Yeah. Again, podcasts with open threats, podcasts with Bibles. <laughs> great, great approaches. <laughs> That's just religion. I can't. Yeah. You know, a lot of people out there... A lot of people out there call themselves Trekkies, and I'm really proud that so many people think this podcast is that important to them. We've only gone done like five episodes. Would our Shout fans to- be called Reckies? No, they're called Trekkies. All right, that might get confusing, but you know, I'm willing to clash I don't know with what the you're Star Trek about. Anyway, no, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm saying choosy describes someone with a with a lot of jowl. And uh, Picky describes someone with uh, some real good-looking thighs. Michelle, please. I think you're thinking of the TV show Star T-Rect. Ah, yes. Yes. You got me. I was confused. You cleared everything up. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So, basically, we do sort of want to, like, how we feel, like, mmm, choosy, when I'm being choosy. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. All right. When you're choosy, you're schmoozy. But when you're picky... You avoid the stuff that's icky. That's the little rhyme I remember. <laughs> we can work the chicken definition into it if you'd like, Luke. I mean, okay, all right. Yeah, I feel like, okay, so if we're going with that, then, if we're trying to sort of synthesize the two, I think that means that picky is somebody who only likes specific parts of a chicken. Yes. Sure, yeah. You know? But would they, does that mean they're not choosy? Hmm. I get, yeah, yeah if you're choosy... Maybe that maybe choosy then is that you're particular about what kinds of game birds you're willing to eat. Mm, so like, oh, I only is, eat so they chicken. won't even yeah they won't choosy even look the at the chicken. Th- choosy is the entire thing. Picky though, right. you're going. I want that part of that. Right, like a choosy, choosy person is... will only eat duck or will only eat chicken or only eat turkey. Yeah. A picky person will take any bird, but they only want that dark meat. Yeah, so choosy mm, is big mm-hmm. picture. Picky is detail oriented. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right. I do so. Yeah, I think we. I think we sort of we hit that a bit. Yeah, you know. Sometimes you got to come at something sideways. You got to start with the chicken. And start with the chicken. And by the end, we'll have turned 
all these chickens into delicious definition nuggets. Absolutely. Definition right. nuggets. All right, type in time. Choosy already has this definition. <laughs> yeah, you've just included a JPEG of a rooster. <laughs> that's, in, that's in the dictionary. Is it just they typed out a link to a picture and then you have to go look that up? <laughs> oh, out of parenthetical. Oh no, I can't make it unlink. Well, I guess I'm just gonna do the next box over. <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I'm, I'm i'm looking at this now i'm seeing the words that are coming up here i feel like i can do a better job on this one I'm gonna go in a less avian direction once we get started on the second round here <laughs> we've had a pretty uh adjective heavy block these last couple episodes after yeah. these two we're getting into some nouns and some hypotheticals mm. <laughs> Uh, but the next one, the next one on the list, uh, or usually like before this part of the episode, I usually like rearrange it to make, make it so we got some interesting ones that episode. But I also like, we do have to hit every synonym. Like we can't skip any. Sure. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta make sure we do our due diligence. So our next, oh, actually wait, these are adverbs, not adjectives. Yeah. Well, you have one adverb and one adjective. You gotta, you gotta get some agreement. Going okay. Wait. Them. Oh yeah. Shit. You're right. Okay, we're just going to make those both adjectives. There you go. Good catch, Luke. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So now our next set of adjectives are usual and normal. What right. is the difference between something when it's usual as opposed to something when it's normal? I feel like I kind of just dove in head first last time. So I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna take a step back this, on this one. You're going to walk backwards into it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just going to, you know politely uh, shut up and then let the people that run this show talk about what these words mean. All right, when something is normal, it's... When something's usual, it's a common occurrence. But when something's normal, that just means it's like normal type. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, a, like, like something that is usual is like a daily occurrence. Something that is normal is like a holiday. It doesn't happen usually, yeah. but when it does happen, it's normal. That makes sense to me, yeah, yeah. Now, you can have something fantastical happen, but if it happens on a regular, predictable timetable, that's usual. Mm, I'm just thinking of, like, normal things, like, even though a hippopotamus would be unusual to see out in my day-to-day -day life. I could look at that hippopotamus and say, yes, that's a normal hippopotamus. Right. It's an, it's an unusual hippopotamus, but it is a normal one. Yes. Normal. As far as you know. Mm. Well, sure. <laughs> Upon normal. further investigation, you might find it is both unusual and abnormal. <laughs> yeah, maybe it has five legs or something. You never yeah. know. So when it's when it's usual, it's about it's about the occurrence. Yeah, like it's, it's about a regularity the rate of occurrence. Yeah, usual means that it's the time and place for that thing. But normal means whatever that thing it is, it is like the base Google's search first result of that thing. Yeah, it's it's maybe sort of bland, just kind of. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it is. Yeah, I think you probably summed it up good with the Google search 
analogy. Yeah, but it's like, you know, someone could dress not normally, but if they did it every day, that'd be the usual for them. It would be. Know. It would be. Yeah, and would it become normal for them? I uh, spent all I guess, of eighth grade mm-hmm. wearing shoes on the wrong feet because I thought that would make me cool, and that was not normal. That's not normal. I'm also not sure how you physically did that. It was a little uncomfortable, but you got used to it. I will say, I actually remember when you first told that story on whatever podcast. And I think the word you used was backwards and made me think like, wait, how do you put your foot in it? So when it goes in the hole, it goes backwards. Yeah, no. Hmm. I, I don't have broken ankles. I can tell you that much. The velociraptor. Do you have sprained ankles, though? Uh, I mean, I have in the past. Because of the shoes? No, no. (laughs) My mother did find out I was doing that and uh, got very concerned that my feet were going to grow in the wrong way because of the shoe situation. Like they like after a couple of years they like look at your feet and it's like the big toe is on the outside. She just thought that like you know people say glass isn't a solid it's just like a very slow moving liquid. She thought feet worked that way. God. And then over time they will fit the shape of their container. Feet yeah, are a just... slow moving liquid. They are formed by the shape of your shoes. That's how biology works. That's I a free just... one for you whenever you get to like feet versus hooves. Yeah, that's uh-huh. why, like, because, like, I never, I never wore shoes as a kid, and now my feet are just, like, just pancakes. feet wide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm stepping around in manhole covers. People don't yeah. like working with me in the kitchen. And you can tell whenever Ava's coming, because you just hear the slapping noise <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> it's like if you put, like, the audio of the goose from Goose Game and just put it on, like, ten times reverb. It's like if you had a bag of tortillas and were consistently throwing down one after the other. (laughs) All right, are we out of foot humor? I think so. Okay. For now, at least. All right, so I think we got. I think we sort of got that one for usual. You know, that was our that was our underhanded throw for that for this one. Yeah, I feel like that one pretty uh, pretty straightforward, not too controversial. I'm excited about these next ones. They are nouns, and nouns typically go, they they spark long conversations, I feel like. Oh, that's interesting. I think I've got this one solved already. This really? one is a little, this one's a little closer. This mm. one's a little closer. This one's sort of more like, the next one we have up is sort of more like the table versus counter argument, where mm. because so many of one also could count as the other, that's where the, that's where the fun comes in. Sure. All right. Our next pair of synonyms this week are the nouns gate and door. Synonyms fight. All right, so here's the thing. They're obviously both like hinged things that hold something in or keep something out. You know, they they bar entry or exit. Mm -hmm. A gate, it's got to have like a series of vertical things, either slats like a fence gate or like metal bars. A door, that's one solid object. Have you ever worked in, like, a kitchen or some sort of place that had uh, a little swingy thing between mm. the front and the back? Uh, I think gate? I... Hmm. Is this, a, is this a gate or a door, this thing I put in the Discord, which is one of those medieval gate doors that also has a door in it? That little door in the middle of the door 
is not what I'm arguing about. No. Or is this a gate or a door? <clears throat> and that's that a door is... inside a door. Yeah, that's a that's a double door. <laughs> you wouldn't call doors. that a gate. Even though it opens big wise. Even like, though it opens big wise. I don't think size is the issue. I think it's is it made up of one solid part or lots of vertical parts? Mm, I don't know if I put like it's got details one, to it, but most of most of it is just you know one solid part. Right. Plus, but it's like in those it's old, the entrance those... to a structure. A gate usually is the entrance to a fenced-in area. That I would buy, but like, cause like, imagine like when there's those big castles and they have the doors they gotta like lift directly up. Those are the gates. You gotta lift the gate. That's, that's a drawbridge. No, I'm thinking of the ones that go up, not the ones that like. Oh, that's go a portcullis. That's a whole different word. Oh, shit. Oh, I just got fucking destroyed. <laughs> Luke, you have so much ammo. I am so glad we brought you on. I did one whole semester as an English major. I'm ready for this. <laughs> okay, well, I guess for one second. Insert row. Oops, wrong row. No. Okay. I think Port Callis has two L's. Well, it can go fuck itself. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Listen, the Google Spreadsheets doesn't have, doesn't have, like, an autocorrect, and also I don't want to spend that much of the show typing. Understandable. But. I just, mm. I mean, if you've got a counter, I want to hear it. You know, this is about getting to the right answer. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of, because, like, I don't necessarily think that's the thing. Thing with gates, I think gate. I think I actually sort of believe uh, Michelle's more. Where I think it is sort of like the thing where it's like it's what it goes into, mm. or maybe size. I don't mm. believe size would have much of an impact on what they are. Like a big door is still a door. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, a small door doesn't immediately become a gate. Tiny, tiny door. Yeah, I mean, I because can never see the argument for it being fenced-in area versus room, but... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> if I may... A gate... If I may, this is what it all hinges on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so gate... Gate goes from, like, open air to open air, but one side of a door goes to an inside, an interior. Yes. Mm. And that, like, if if there is um, an entrance from one place to, like, a supernatural place, you know how they have in, like, fantasy shows and whatever, that is a gate right. because you gate. are walking from one open air place mm. to another or from one closed mm. space to an open air space. Does if it that is, mean that if you, just, if you just dropped a door in the middle of a field, is that a gate all of a sudden? If it goes into an enclosed space... From an enclosed space, then it is a door. Right, but say I, say I've got the front door to my house and I pop it off the hinges and just throw it into my front yard because I'm drunk and angry. <laughs> Surely that door is still a door, even though it's no longer on its hinges. Okay, if it yeah. was once used to go into an enclosed space, then it is a door. What if someone else picks up that door I hucked and uses it to like? Like, they saw the opening half. into their sheep pen, so it's functioning as a gate. Is it a door or a gate? It's a gate then, because it's being hmm. used as Been the repurposed. entrance to an open air space from an open air space. 
But so then at what point did it make the change from being a door to being a gate? Once you installed it in in the rest okay. of the fence where the old gate used to be. You're it saying the door has some kind of right. like semantic ram that you're overwriting once you install it into a fence. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. But again, what about a door that's just sitting in the middle of a field? Like mysteriously. What if we like we didn't know how it was put there? Then if it's there just, just a sad. door. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's just a plank of wood. And you can yeah. say it looks like a door, but Yeah, yeah. has it Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, that's just a plank of wood with a doorknob on it. Yeah. Because it yeah. needs hinges. Like if I took a two by four and I put a doorknob on it, I would be like, it's a door. No, it's a plank of wood with a doorknob on it. Yeah. <laughs> However, it'd be very good with hitting people with. Ooh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, I like this idea that, yeah, there is some kind of memory uh, to it. And if no one can remember what its last used purpose was, that just means it's reset to zero. Mm-hmm. Zero is the plank. <clears throat> yeah. One second, I'm doing the port call's definition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, port callus, noun, big lifty door. Perfect. Gate. So gate is a hinged, a big, a hinged barrier dividing. With vertical things. I don't think it has to have the vertical things. Because like you said, if we just took a door and sawed it in half, put it on, put it as like the little entrance to a, to like a garden, I'd say that's a gate. Yeah. That's fair. Where do those, like, half doors that, like, the top and bottom open independently Shit. of each other fit into all of this? What? Those are those are doors. Those what? are two doors. Th- that's just a specialized version of a door. What are you yeah, talking that's about? A, that's a, again, that's another. That's a hero class. Um, you see them in restaurants sometimes, maybe other places where, like, there's almost... Like barns. Yeah, the barns. There's, like, almost two knobs, and one of them opens the top half, and one opens the bottom half. So it's, like, you can throw the top half open to hand something to somebody. Oh, oh! Well, I, I was thinking like the jaws to make of a, a monster unit. or something. I was like, "Do those exist?" Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. All right, gate is a hinged barrier that divides two external areas, and a door is a hinged barrier that acts as an entrance to at least one interior area. I think that works. Are we? happy with those gotcha although okay the only thought i have if you have just a wall out in a field with a door in it there's open air on both sides so even though it's like in a wall it's got a door frame it's got hinges and knob that's still a gate right is that what we're saying Mm. um, but hmm, maybe the thing is maybe a maybe a door's in a wall well, that's what Luke said. It's in a wall. It's just that. Yeah. So maybe it's not the fact that it goes from in- interior to outside, but maybe it's just like it's in a wall. Is like a door there's... just a gate with a door frame around it? Oh, oh, oh. that's what we're saying. It's not oh. the. It's not the. It's not the where. It's. It's. It's like this symbiotic relationship it has with its frame. But then we have run into the same problem with what if you just had. A door by itself, but someone has a built a door frame around it without a wall. And just in their house. Yeah. I would oh, have so many questions first before or I like, got what it. Like, what if you took a... Like, I mean, beaded curtains are also hanging from door frames, right. usually. And those aren't mm-hmm. doors. Those are abominations. Right. Says you. <laughs> 
or what sub- can we class? What if you like? What could you classify as a door? Could you just like put a whole bunch of license plates and sort of weld them together and put that on a hinge on your wall and open it up and call that door? What if a door went to literally nowhere? What about like a baby gate where you? It's it's a gate. It's in the name that you put up in your house, but by definition, it's going Shit. between two interior areas. Yeah, and also baby gates are literally just like. They're sort of just like tiny walls that are easily moved. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. They aren't meant to be permanent, and they aren't meant to block you, adults, right, from accessing it. And it's not; it doesn't have a hinge. It's usually, you know, a suction cups or whatever. So sometimes they'll have like a little door in them. What? I don't think so. I don't think. I think. No, um, I. We have one for our dog at my house. With with a hinge, mm. or yeah, with a hinge. Yeah, it opens up. So the, so you can like let the baby out. Uh, I think it's more because they're pretty tall. These are like four foot tall ones, and they're kind of mm, hard to step babies. over. Yeah, for okay. tall babies. So it's <laughs> <laughs> when your baby is home from work and it opens up the baby gate door and sits down and has a cigarette. <laughs> but now, obviously, it has the spirit of a gate to it because. It's open air relative to its surroundings, but by definition, it is going between two interior spaces that are really the same space. Maybe that's what it is. A gate just subdivides one space. A door defines the boundary between two spaces. Oh, oh my God. That's the kind of thinking that oh. we needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Like, okay. if you have a sheet pad outside... Both in the pen and out of the pen are still outside in that same field. Yes. Yeah. Gates define boundaries. Doors define areas. Yes. In which case, if we're going back to the fantasy example of, like, portals to other worlds, they're all wrong. They should be talking about doors to other worlds and not gateways. Mm-hmm. They're just bad at English, unlike us here. Yeah. We just know shit. Yeah. Unless, unless you want to get into, like, the real spooky stuff where it's like, oh, this is just a different part of the world and it's right. not, there's no clear boundaries or just, you know, different, you know, they exist in the same places, but they don't have, you know, walls between them and we're all the same with the uh, weird uh, psychic energy in the magic world. Right. Reality as you understand it is no more real than a fence. Yes. Exactly. I like this. I'm glad you could interpret my insane way. <laughs> I like you two doing world building while I'm typing. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're just writing okay. a fantasy novel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gate is a noun. A replaceable or movable barrier that defines boundaries. Yes. And Fantastic. door is a hinged barrier that acts as an entrance to a defined area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I wrote yeah. those a little sloppy, but sure. I but I, I get what you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Man, right. I love nouns. I love discussing nouns. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for our last nouns this episode. Oh also, God, yeah. is a big lifty door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna slide that in there. Yeah. Let's just listen. Some of these are just easy. Just slide it in uh, just like a portcullis gate slides up into the castle wall. Yeah. Sliding in the castle wall. Sliding right. into your DMs like a portcullis rising. 
Okay, we got some verbs. <laughs> What's the difference between vank? Uh, actually, I, don't, I wonder if I want to change these. Why? I want to change these. Huh? I don't know. I think because okay. So what <laughs> we have right now on the list is vanquish and conquer. Right. What I'm thinking of is like vanquish and defeat. Hmm. Or vanquish and slay. I don't know. I think vanquish mm. and conquer are just uh, work yeah, fine. Yeah, good conquer. Okay, conquer works. Because I feel like Cause, yeah. vanquish versus conquer gives us a good starting point because we can exactly. figure out the difference between these two words by figuring out the difference between vanquish, uh, the PlayStation Three game, and conquer's bad fur day <laughs> for the Nintendo sixty four. And that'll give us a good clue. Is there really not a video game just called Conquer? I'm, boy, there must be, right? <laughs> I can look that up. I got Command and Conquer. Yeah. Also, I think... Uh, when I searched Conquer video game, it recommended video game Squirrel. <laughs> wow. See, that's the thing. Yeah, maybe there is a game just called Conquer, but I think Conquer's Bad Fur Day really... Corner the market on conquering. Yeah. Oh yeah. Conquer an action-packed combat game experience crafted oh. exclusively for VR slash MR. Oh, interesting. Virtual mm -hmm. reality. Mixed reality. Mister. Oh. Mixed reality. Yep, that makes more sense. Thank you, Luke. Bartender, <laughs> I'd like one mixed reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right. vanquish when I hear and conquer. Vanquish, when I hear vanquish, I hear squish. Yeah, yeah, or extinguish. Ooh. Yeah, because vanquish mm. has that like connotation of, I am going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you completely. Right. Whereas I'm gonna conquer, snuff out, I'm going to snuff out your light from this galaxy. Yes, vanquish is a villain thing. Conquer is like, I. It for could be for a good cause, possibly. See, that's interesting. I was thinking of it as the exact opposite. Like, you vanquish evil, whereas, yeah, like, the evil totally empire conquers everyone else. Mm -hmm. mm. So maybe there's not a, an inherent morality to it. It can be taken either way. That's true. That's true. I definitely, I definitely think when someone says conquer, I think, I imagine they're taking something. Or, right. like, they're claiming something as part of it. Yeah. But I you also like, uh, like conquering evil, conquering, you know. That's uh, true, yeah. Not necessarily doing so violently, but like uh, doing so, like, oh, we conquered evil. Uh, we conquered our bad habits. Yeah. Right. It doesn't even have to be a group of people or a movement, it, has, it could be something personal. Mm -hmm. Whereas Vanquish is definitely. You know, I gotta say, Luke, mm -hmm. before this before this episode, I didn't realize Conquer, the bad first squirrel. Yeah. I didn't realize his I didn't real I didn't put the word conquer and conquer together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's a game where you help conquer conquer his bad fur day. You help conquer conquer his bad conquest. <laughs> How is there, has there not been like a, there's probably, I mean, there's only like two of those games, but there should be one called like Conqueror's Conquest. Well, no, because they already had Diddy's Kong, Conquest on the Super Nintendo. Conquest. <laughs> All right. Uh, Conqueror's Conquest uh -huh. and Diddy Kong's Conquest concurs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like Vanquish is something that's done on a more individual level. 
Whereas mm, Conquer is more so. of a group effort. Like, Vanquish is like, oh, a hero oh. goes out and vanquishes the dragon or whatever. You okay. can't conquer without an army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sort of got... Mm. But again, like, conquering evil, I feel like that's almost like a personal thing. Or, like, conquering... Yeah, like, love conquers all. I guess that's true. Love does conquer all. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I'm thinking is, like, I'm thinking it's, like, if you defeat an army, you conquered that army. Right. But if you vanquish an army, you don't vanquish an army, you vanquished every single soldier in that army. Yeah, just yeah. saying vanquishing an army sounds dumb and wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that seems important. It doesn't sound like, dumb to me. It just sounds odd. Like, you vanquish an army, you're like, what exactly did you do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, when you, if you win, if you won the battle, you would say, I vanquished ten guys and conquered their battalion. Like, conquered. Yeah. yeah. Vanquish is like the act of a singular defeat vanquish i think is like you have erased something from being whereas conquering is like you've broken and overcome something see that's the thing is actually i think like if you say like you vanquish evil i think evil could come back well sure but the evil that you vanquished is vanquished yes that's true it could be their successor that comes back but that original evil that you vanquished is no more right do you think you can vanquish someone before without murdering them absolutely not <sighs> is a vanquish a homicide i mean you could you could banish them to another dimension banish. i guess yeah that's vanquishing that's there's at least like there's like some sort of erase erasure yeah yeah i think erasure is the big idea for vanquish when when i'm typing and i hit backspace on the keyboard i'm vanquishing all those letters exactly <laughs> i'm gonna vanquish this cup of coffee real quick okay and then I'm gonna conquer this. I'm gonna conquer this hot pocket. <laughs> now, okay, now, okay, hold on. If you're vanquishing the cup of coffee by drinking it, does that imply that, like, like, say I've just got a cup in front of me, and I pour, oh, let's say I'm making lemonade. If I pour lemon juice and water into that cup, have I vanquished both of those things in order to make lemonade? Well, they coexist now. You haven't vanquished anything. Right, but I'm saying if you drink that cup of coffee, I don't think you're vanquishing it either. You're just pouring it on into you. Yeah, it's still... I mean, your stomach's going to do the vanquishing, I think. I think truly vanquishing something is hard work. Yeah, or, like, I mean, in that case, it's like... Does that mean vanquishing... Does it mean it has to be... It has to, like, a life has to cease or be disposed of to vanquish? I think so, yeah. Again, I think erasure is the important thing. Like, if you are snuffing out like an idea then you're vanquishing that idea as long as someone can carry that torch of hope we're just writing a cool fantasy novel in this and i like it yeah <laughs> as long I mean, as someone can carry do. the torch of hope along with them you haven't vanquished them and they're gonna find the gateway by which i mean the door into a new reality and i think va- vanquish is also like instantaneous like as much as i do digest that coffee and break it down that's not vanquishing that's just digesting right right is digesting vanquish, vanquish can is digesting be considered act. vanquishing i don't think it could mm. and why is that i don't want to talk about eating people <laughs> no, you're not eating people because i have to draw the comparison of like if you ate someone like gob if you did just one gulp on a person are they vanquished 
I think no. Not immediately. Unless you did a big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> like a cartoon, like Tom and Jerry, like ball down the throat. Gulp. Cannibalism is not vanquishing. Vor is. <laughs> That's where the V in vanquish comes from. Uh, I really don't want to look up the root of that word in case you're right. <laughs> How could I be? Because, like, vor just means eat. Right. And maybe, it, I don't know, like... Oh, I guess you're right, word, yeah. Like, maybe it's like, oh, the terms vor and vanquish share the root word vorquish. Am I going to have to take one for the team? I'm looking it up now. Vanquish comes from <laughs> Old French vencius vanquis, past participle of vientre. I don't, this isn't helping. Okay, that's very fancy, so I'm guessing it doesn't share a root. <laughs> Probably not. Ain't nothing fancy about boar. <laughs> okay, so Vanquish... Vanquish is a, is a singular swift act of defeat, erasure, and just getting... being rid of something. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's solid. And, okay. And ridding something of this, ridding this world of something. Yeah. The issue is we're all writers, so we all use big poetic flowery language. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you have a word like vanquish, how can you not? Vanquish. All right. And then conquer is what? We sort of ignored conquer. I think conquer is more like beating down, possibly over time, but I don't think time factors into it as much. But mm. it's more like... They still uh, exist after the fact. Yeah, it, it's breaking, not destroying. It's asserting your dominance over something. I do. I, I like that. Yeah, assert dominance. I think is good. Yeah. To like, it's like a, it's like an, it's a long established defeat. Yeah, and, and I would probably mm -hmm. say like particularly between like large groups, you can conquer on an individual level. But I don't know. To me, like the word conquer invokes like I'm imagining like a, a whole squadron of like knights on a battlefield. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you also, again, like, if you conquer your fears, you're conquering, you know... Definitely. The, ...the vast kingdom of fear that underlies all of society. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it is more the target of the conquering is a larger entity, as opposed to who does the conquering. Mm-hmm. You conquer... You con when you conquer something, you assert dominance over something vast or great. Yes. And maintain it. Yes. All right, vanquish a singular act of defeat, erasure, and ridding this world of something. Conquer to assert dominance over something vast or great and maintain it. Yeah, I think that's good. You like this? Yeah, yeah, those are pretty good. All right, our last two words this week are the the, the nouns, the sort of hypothetical nouns. These are yeah, okay. Thing. Versus object. Okay. What's the difference between a thing and an object, Luke? Well, I... All right, I, here's, here's a place we can start, I think. Object is a physical thing. 
Yes. It is. It is physicality, whereas I can say like, well, the thing is, you know, a thing can be hypothetical or metaphorical. It can be abstract, something you can't abstract, touch. It yeah. can be like a feeling or a concept. Right. Whereas an object has to be concrete. Mm-hmm. Mm, a subjective. Yes. Like your object of desire. Right. You know, if you objectify someone, you are reducing them to and like to an, the, an object, the materiality of their being, and not like anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I just said the words "materiality of their being" like I'm some kind of smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got your point, so. <laughs> and it sounded real cool, so. <laughs> By the way, yes. Do you think thing can overlap with object? See, that's the problem, yeah. Because they, they can't, right? That's the rule of this whole... That's the whole point of this podcast. They can they can, they can can overlap as long as it is always capable to distinguish one from the other. Okay. As in, as in the case of, like, hound and dog, there are hounds that are dogs, but there are not dogs that are hounds. Okay. Well, because hound is a hero class of dog. Right, that makes sense. So, like, object... All objects are things, but not all things are objects. That makes sense to me, right? An object is specifically a physical thing. Mm-hmm. And then, does that mean the definition of things is just every everything? Yeah, I would say any noun every is a thing. thing. Yes, any noun. any noun. The it's basically like the uh, overarching concept of something. Right. And an object is a subclass of a thing that has a physical presence to it. That always, anytime I've watched Wheel of Fortune, it drives me up the wall that one of their categories is thing. That doesn't count as a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they mm. should change it to object. There you go. Let's see, I almost sort of, I almost sort of like that because I feel like when you think of thing, it's almost sort of like, oh, it's something sort of random. It's something like one of one of these things. Like one thingy. Of these, like. Yeah, like it's a thingamabobber. Yeah, like a thingamajig. The, mov- the movie isn't called the object; it's right. called the thing, and that thing's weird <laughs> and it exists. I want to see the movie called The Object. <laughs> <laughs> That's Funny incredibly enough, vague, even more so than the thing. Like, that also sounds like a mo- like a horror movie, but in a different a different way. Yeah, that sounds like a very like. Like, it sounds like, I imagine, like, an object is, like, the whole movie, there's just, like, a block of something sitting in the sky, and no one knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. It the object. See, but here's the thing about the thing, is that it's not necessarily scary because it's, you know, a monster. What makes the thing scary is that it's, like, unknowable, and it is kind of abstract, and it's it violates, you know, the human body in a way that, like... Uh, upsets our, like, loftier ideas about what a human being <laughs> That's is. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Because, like, the thing is not a thing. It's a thing that <laughs> does <laughs> things to your things. Like, compared to the things did... like the blob, which is just about, like, oh, it is just this oozing mass. It is kind of an object. But what makes the thing scary is that it's a little unknowable. Yes, then, that's okay, exactly so... it. That's why the thing is so much scarier than the object. Because yeah. things encompass things that we don't know. Yeah. Things that we cannot comprehend entirely. Yeah, there's a little bit of ambiguity to thing that object mm-hmm. doesn't have. Object is something that we human mortal minds can comprehend. 
Things are not. Now, how do we... Is there a link between how we're talking about object to objection? Is a thing something like maybe we don't... Maybe that's the thing about things is we're not certain what a thing is, but once we know what the thing is, right. it's an object. Yeah, yeah. When it when it becomes like, knowable. Because you say like here's the when you say something like here's the thing, you're about to explain it. When you say when they have the category wheel of fortune things, that's an object that you don't know what it is yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, we're but getting also, into like, hmm. like physicality and abstraction. Hmm. Here's the thing also, like, could refer to a thought that you want to express or a plan. If you said something like, oh, let me get my things, do you expect someone to go to their room and get their happiness or their sadness? No, you expect them to get physical objects. Well, sure. Also, I, well, then, then I, again, like things are the overarching concept of... Yeah, remember, all objects are things. So if I go and get my things and all I come back okay, with are yeah. objects, that makes sense. Yes. Let me I go get say, my I objects. Look up I looked up the object on IMDb, and it is about two hunters spot a flying object. Soon after, one of them is struck by the object as a false earth, so it's exactly what we guessed. Fantastic. <laughs> I think my favorite one of those, like, movie titles that is just super vague like that is Them, the one about the giant ants. <laughs> huh. That shit's so good. Uh But yeah, so... I definitely agree with object. Like, object is things that are physical. Yeah. Things that are definitely always physical. Yeah, a, Nothing. a solid physical entity. Yes, yeah. exactly. Now, let me ask you this, though. We're talking about physicality. Is air an object? Well, yes. Okay. We can't. Okay. We're always touching it. It just maybe means right. we can't. Wait, but maybe, maybe, like, an object has to be positioned. You have to be able to possess an object. Mm. Is that true? Like, I don't know if I... Like, because, like, I don't know if I'd call a person an object. I don't even know if I'd call, like, a wild animal an object. Yeah, but I might call a corpse an object. I think that's maybe not a very well, respectful... you can own a corpse. <laughs> that's because the thing has left the human body, the thing being the, the soul. Thing. Right. The, the thing I'm is saying the a, soul. a human being, yeah, it's, it's the thing and the object. We're talking about dualism here. <laughs> <laughs> so our definition for things is no one owns things. Uh, but I, you can totally own things. <laughs> yeah. Things <I'm... laughs> that are objects, yes. Things that are concepts, no. Listen, the Soros Rack is taking the stance right now that no one owns anything. I'm, just, I'm trying to think if there's an example of an object that nobody owns. Because you're right, like, if going back to, like, objectification, that's kind of trying to assert ownership over something you don't have the right to own. We yes. could get into intellectual intellectual property, but sure. And I think that's a thing. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is a thing. Mickey Mouse mm -hmm. is not an object, unless you have like Mickey Mouse ears. Those are well, objects. right. Those are objects, definitely. Yeah, Mickey Mouse's pants is an object. It's one of his objects. A drawing of Mickey Mouse is an object. Like, okay, if I have a swimming pool in my backyard, I own that swimming pool. I own the water in the pool. Is the water an object? Do you? Yeah, I think so. Like, Insofar as listen, as long as we're buying guess, into the myth of private property, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I guess, like, if you called the cops and said, "Hey," or well, I guess that's breaking and entering anyway. But I'm just imagining of like the complaint of like if someone came up to your pool and took out a <laughs> cup of water and ran, <laughs> could you like take them to court over just that? I mean, 
I, Would you probably want not to? Because it'd be too petty. Like that's a couple Honestly. cents worth of crime. <laughs> like I don't think the water. I don't think if you if you're in my backyard, you're on my property. But if you hop onto like a raft in the middle of my pool, you're not in international waters all of a sudden. Yeah, but I mean, like, what if it was? What if it was just like a pool full of just rainwater? Like. You didn't put it there. It just happened to be there. Does that mean that water is yours now? Depending on the state you're in, the state's going to come after your ass because you can't collect rainwater. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, but so, I'm saying, set that aside for a moment. I'm trying to figure out if I do own the water, is water an object? I'm trying to figure out if an object has to be solid or if it just has to be physical. Water, I, I believe it should just be physical. Okay. Because yeah, if we're going to go down you... that, that way, then... Uh, air wouldn't be an object because it's a gas. Right. Yeah. See, but here's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think, like, if you, like, spilled... If you just, like, poured a Coke over a table, you wouldn't say, ah, my object. <laughs> you wouldn't say two objects have collided with one another, you know? Like, is fire like, an I object? Think, I th- no. You can have objects that are on fire, but right. fire is not an object. Hmm. You can touch fire. Not for very long, but it's you can touch it. Oh, no, yeah, no. Fire is physical. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's... Fire is very sense, physical. <laughs> it's in the sense of, like, there are at- elect- there are atoms that are giving off electrons, but that's just, like, the thing it's attached to. The fire is not its own thing. But the fire hmm. is an observ- It's an observable happening, and you can touch it. It exists in our world in a way that we can conceptualize. I guess. I don't think anyone owns fire. (laughs) That's true. I feel feel weird saying that. You can't (laughs) own fire, man. Listen, man, you can't. That fire belongs to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There are some objects that we can't own. A lot, like... Just imagine, imagine just, like, a picture of, like, a fire outside. It's just, like, if you're cold, they're cold. Cold, let them in. <laughs> I think we've got two separate uh, arguments going on here. The, the wires keep crossing. One, yeah. does an object have to be owned or ownable? And two, does an object have to be uh, solid or can it be other states of matter? Well, why can't... Why must an object be owned? Why isn't it... Why is it not enough for it to just exist in the world? No, I think I agree with you on that one. But again, I don't know if I'd call just like, I don't know if I'd call a tree out in the wild object. I don't know if I'd call like a wild, like a possum an object. I think, I think objects are like, you know, I think they're bits of crap. (laughs) If a tree is unowned in the forest, (laughs) does anybody give a shit? Well, more than ownership, it sounds to me like your beef is that objects can't be living. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Objects are inert. Mm. Objects are unliving, possibly ownable, but not always. Mm, But then we get back to object of desire, which we could just say is poetic language that's not indicative of the word's definition, but object of desire. I would definitely say that. Well, because you also have the subject and the object in a sentence. You know, I I think that living things can be objects. We just don't like referring to them as objects because of our Mm. own sentimentality Mm. with regard to life. Yes. Mm. If we are just approaching this strictly logically, then yes, we are objects. Our physical bodies are objects. Our souls, however, are things. 
Yes, I, I that's that's kind of where I land. Like, and I'm okay. not even. Uh, I think I can accept that. Yeah, I I'm not even criticizing that. the impulse to not call people objects. That's probably a good thing. Yes, <laughs> but I I do think that if you're just being hyper literal about it, yeah, of course people are objects. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. People are objects, but it is it it'd be rude to treat them as such. Exactly, because they're also things. Yes. I like that we've landed on calling something a thing is a sign of respect. <laughs> hey man, thing make is... your own rules. Alright, thing is anything. I didn't use the word in his own definition because I didn't say <laughs> thing, I said anything. Toss your apostrophe in there to dodge that old problem. Warning, this word is reductive. Yeah. Do right. we want to put in the concept of ownership under objects? I don't think so. I don't think. I think, I mean, if we can accept that a human is a person, then it doesn't have to be ownable. Yeah. You all right? Well, and also, like, it's one of those things where, like, with the way our fucked up society is, you can own a person, which is not good. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, I think... All right, I guess I'll, I will be going over the definitions one more time, and we'll see if we have any final final uh, sentiments. All right. All right. Uh, choosy. <laughs> Image search of a rooster. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you are selective about entire objects, like differentiation between certain birds as opposed to type of bird parts. Yes. And picky is when you are selective about what specific parts of something you want. Usual adjective when something is based on routine. Normal adjective when something is is on is based on the first Google image you would see of that word. Portcullis noun big lifty door. Yes. Gate noun re, uh, replaceable or movable barriers that define boundaries. And door a door is a hinged barrier that acts as an entrance to a defined area. Uh, or exit, I guess. Sure. Uh Spreadsheets is doing that thing. What thing? It's like when you type a word, it doesn't like push it in between the two characters. It like replaces a character. Oh, I can't. Man. There's a way to change that, but you know. Vanquish verb: a singular act of defeat, erasure, and ridding this world of something. Conquer to assert dominance over something vast or great and maintain it. Thing <laughs> noun anything <laughs> object. <laughs> Object, noun, a physical entity, warning, this word is reductive. <laughs> I like how short those definitions are, <laughs> considering how long our conversation on the way. Yeah, how long yeah. did that even I, go for? That, that was, I think, 15 minutes of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My name is Ava. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Ava Miranda. Sometimes I post episodes of the show early there. Luke, what do you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, if needless pedantry is uh, your thing, you should check out uh, one of my podcasts, Let's Place, where we objectively yeah. rank every video game ever published. I love I love Let's Place. The format of the show is 100% based <laughs> on it. Yeah, check uh, it out. It's amazing. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to Red Marmot. That's R-E-D-M-A-R-M-O-T-T-E on Twitter. They made the theme song. It's fantastic. So please go look at their work. 
Very good theme song. All right. Aw, oh, dang it. I had an idea for a, another exit this this week. Uh, <laughs> but I guess, okay. We're going to say... How about let's, let's not do the countdown thing again. I'm just going to say, I've been Ava. Get wrecked. You guys, you guys can do whatever you want. Oh, I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I can also just end it on that. It doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine okay. to me.